What is cybersecurity to you? Yeah, I'm glad you started with those definitions because they're all wrong. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Cyber Guys, the cybersecurity podcast for everyone. My name is Andrew Valencia, and I'm joined by my good friend, Michael C. Hill. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Fantastic. Well, folks, we face a growing problem uh, as complex as it is obscure. Uh, as technology continues uh, to progress, this specific issue becomes more intricate, but it also grows in its vagueness and ambiguity. Uh, the Internet of Things continues to expand its reach uh, into almost every facet of our society. And as technology continues to augment the world around us, uh, it creates a broader attack surface. And because of this, the sophistication of cyber attacks uh, and the malicious intent of bad actors continued, continues to evolve. The problem is not about the existence of these cyber attacks. Rather, the dilemma that really faces us all is the very concept of cybersecurity itself. Uh, just look at how broad the definition of cybersecurity is. You know, IBM defines cybersecurity as the practice of protecting critical systems and sensitive information from digital attacks. Uh, meanwhile, other outlets like the Digital Guardian states that cybersecurity refers to the body of technologies, processes, and practices designed to protect networks, devices, programs, and data from attack, damage, or unauthorized access. Whew, that's, that's a mouthful. So most definitions of cybersecurity are just a catch-all of technical buzzwords. So at the end of the day, what exactly is cybersecurity? So Mike, if I had to ask you just to break down in its simplest terms, what is cybersecurity to you? Yeah, I'm glad you started with those definitions because they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Because really, think about it. The, the root word in cybersecurity is security, which means we're talking about something that's not an actual tangible thing. So, yeah, you'll, you'll get people that say, um, buy this widget and that's cybersecurity or implement this process and that's cybersecurity. Or maybe this software uh, and implementing that, that's cybersecurity. That's, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you think about what security is, it's ultimately a feeling, an emotion a sense of being safe. But as you and I know, you can sense safety that's completely a delusion. You know, so when you define cybersecurity as a course of action or a series of, of, of processes or things you do, uh, you're automatically wrong. Ultimately, at most, cybersecurity, like all security, is a pursuit. It's an effort to try to counter risks to try to counter the things you don't want to happen, whatever those things are. And those things could be, you know, like one of the definitions, you know, uh, digital attack, uh, but it could be a, any, any number of things. It could be accidental loss of, of uh, critical information. It could be, you know, um, the, the side effect of some disaster or catastrophe or other incidents. And now we're most concerned about malicious actors that are trying to get in these uh, networks. And we're talking about the countermeasures against these against these things. But uh, those countermeasures against those things that uh, uh, that we're talking about is just one aspect of a pursuit 
to get us to the point where we can feel safe. And that's that's the core definition I think a lot of people don't quite get. Well, and I think uh, something to consider as well is that at the end of the day, what is cybersecurity? The answer is just going to depend on who you ask, right? When you talk right. to uh, when you talk to uh, information security professionals, you know, cybersecurity is pretty close to those definition to the to the IBM definition, right? It's the uh, securing and protecting of the critical systems and the sensitive information and so on and so forth. But when you talk to, let's say, maybe somebody with more malicious intent, right? Maybe a black hat, some, some type of a hacker, even a, you know, just just any any uh, malicious actor out there. It's it's the things that I need to break into or the things I need to break. I think the idea uh, of cybersecurity as a definitive concept is extremely flawed, which is why I think yeah. to a and general consumer to, or to somebody who's not an expert, it becomes completely this, this uh, ambiguous form. This with cybersecurity is like, yeah, something, something, something fancy, something technical. And, and that's really why it's so important to realize that uh, there is no one definition. It's ultimately a pursuit toward a goal of feeling comfortable that we're in, at, at our risk tolerance. That that's why we have to have different aspects of it. We can't well, just so, have so explain risk tolerance for for those who might not know what what that means exactly in terms of cybersecurity. All right, perfect. When I talk about risk tolerance to my students, um, I usually tell the story of grandma's computer. Now, what's grandma's computer? Well, uh, it's a computer she bought from some local vendor, Best Buy or, or, or whatever. Uh, or maybe on Amazon, who knows? The point is, she just got the computer for a couple of reasons. She's on social media. She uses it for email. She wants to keep up with her grandbabies and, and, and just to maintain contact with family. And that's it. So how much are you going to spend to defend and secure grandma's computer if there's really nothing on it that's more sensitive than of reproducible sentimental material uh, that's most likely stored in other places anyway. Uh, well, you're, you're going to do the basics. You're going to want to make sure there's, you know, uh, virus detection and, and, and some, you know, simple products that are out there just to protect you from the low hanging fruit risks. But you're not going to spend $100,000 on a comprehensive cybersecurity strategy to protect grandma's computer. So ultimately, to effectively implement uh, cybersecurity, to, to effectively establish what you're willing to do, you have to set up a, a risk tolerance. What, what are the things that you're willing to live with? And what are the things that you're uh, going to absolutely at all cost seek to avoid? You know, it, 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 in, the, in the end, it's really a cost benefit analysis. You know, that's how you establish it. I mean, there's some risks that no one would ever take, but they're risks we take every day when just walking out of our house. Right. And I think that's that's the 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 it's crucial, right, to 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 discuss that cyber how we address those types of threats or those risks is largely the same if we are managing a you know thousand user enterprise system or we're trying to just make sure grandma doesn't, you know, click on, you know, a phishing scam, right? Uh it, how we go about addressing it, it, the actions that we take, largely the same in kind of broad strokes, but when we get down to 
uh, exactly how we go about implementing solutions, whether they be technological, like hardware, software, or we talk about you know awareness and training, they're largely kind of in broad strokes, very similar, which is why I do think that it's it's interesting to talk about at the end of the day, what we're talking about with regards to enterprise um, systems and networks, uh, critical infrastructure, or you know grandma's laptop, it's really just an, a, about assessing the risk, right? Assessing the risk a and absolutely. establishing that risk tolerance overall. A absolutely, but the thing about it is, sometimes uh, establishing risk tolerance means confronting the question could I really live with this thing that's scary to me? Could I really live with this thing that uh, is a very real risk, but it may not actually be as damaging as we think? I mean, let's just say grandma's computer gets hacked. Okay, so what? Is she, is she using it for her taxes? Is, it, is there any sensitive information on there? Well, that would be one thing. But if there's literally nothing that could compromise grandma on grandma's computer, then even if she gets hacked, and probably she already has, it's kind of like a who cares. Really, the biggest threat to, to grandma's computer being hacked is if it becomes part of a botnet uh, and someone's using it as a pivot point to some, some other uh, attack. And just so people understand what we're talking about there is, you know, um, what you can do is you, if you can uh, take control of a remote computer, you can basically have that computer masquerading or masquerade behind that computer and make it look like that computer is the source of a threat against another third party. Uh, that's literally probably the biggest and most dangerous thing uh, that could happen uh, with grandma's computer if there's nothing on grandma's computer. Now, on the other hand, you know, that's a situation or a solution that could be very easily mitigated um, by making sure grandma's computer never stays on persistently, you know, that it's turned off you know, very often there are low or, or maybe just making sure that, you know, this, the, the laptop is updated that the virus definitions are up to date. Something as simple as once a week, right. Ensuring that things are, are uh, security updates and patches are installed. That's, That's true. But if anyone, if anyone really wanted to turn grandma's computer into part of a botnet, you know, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. going to, it's not going to be something that, you know, it's going to be a rootkit that wouldn't probably be easily detected. But the thing is, again, so what, you know, at some point, you can't just look at the what. I mean, I, I have a customer, a large organization, where their risk, their perception of their risk tolerance is very different from their actual risk tolerance. <laughs> but it's funny, their perception of their risk tolerance is we can't accept these risks. In fact, all risk is high risk. And let's just treat everything as, as, as if it's, you know, uh, the worst thing in the world. And, and by doing that, they can't prioritize and identify the things that really are risky versus the risks that they live with in, on a constant state. I mean, so th this, is, this, is, this is an important, this, this is important too, right? Because I've had clients who have uh, looked at me like I had, you know, something growing out of my, out of my forehead uh, when I address some of these threats and risks uh, and I ask the question, okay, so what? And they kind of look at me like I'm crazy. And they go, what do you mean, so what? That's bad how, how is it bad? Explain, like, let's talk about this. Let's do a little mini risk assessment, right? And let's discuss what happens if this, this occurs. And this 
the, the very concept of cybersecurity uh, is so can be so broad that I, it's really best to break it down into kind of okay. So what are we trying to protect, or what are we trying to, um, or how are we trying to protect it? And that's actually done. You know, cybersecurity one hundred and one courses that we teach. That's done by talking about the triad, right? The cybersecurity triad, right? CIA, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And that I think is key to uh, fixing this image problem with cybersecurity is breaking it down into very, very simple terms, right? And, you know, it's funny. One, one of the things to think about when it comes to those three terms, because it's true that those are like uh, the foundational principles or security objectives in, in all the things we do in our business. But one question I love to ask people is of those three, confidentiality, integrity, availability, which is most important? And, and the thing is, that's intentionally a trick question. I don't know, what, 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 what would you say is the most important of the three? Well, it depends. Of course, 100% it depends, right? It, it's, it's entirely based on what is what my system or what my network, whatever my asset, you know, assets need to do whatever my mission is, right? Whatever the purpose of uh, my organization is, that's going to completely exactly. dictate which one's the most important. It's not- Exactly. That's why it's a trick question. Yeah, and it's but, not a catch-all. But here's the thing is, even though that's a trick question, of course, that's true. In the end, there is one that's ultimately the most important, uh, the availability, the idea that the system is doing whatever the system is doing, providing whatever it's supposed to provide. We don't spend millions and millions of dollars on enterprise systems to make them unavailable. <laughs> we don't make them just to hide the information. We don't make them just to ensure uh, the integrity. Now, it's important to do those things. But in the, at the end of the day, if it's unavailable, if it's not there, it's a waste of money. So in the end, the other two have to be balanced against the availability question. Yeah, and I think this, this may be where you and I slightly differ on our methodology behind uh, just practicing cybersecurity as a whole, right? Um, and, 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 and we're talking to those that are not in the, um, in the industry and uh, who are, are maybe looking to get into cybersecurity, what we're really, we're, 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 we're splitting hairs. <laughs> we're, we're really splitting we hairs. We are. But we are, but, but think a, about it, even though we're splitting hairs, even though we're splitting hairs, and, and, and that's, it's, that's a fair point, it's ultimately, crucial that we always look at the business objectives of everything else. I mean, you know, um, think about military active uh, situations, active theater, combat situations. There's going to be a point in uh, uh, communications management in a hot environment where getting the information out to the soldier, to the person in the field is more important than if the enemies hear it. But other times, other times, the enemy hearing it is the worst possible thing in the world. So those sorts of battlefield decisions are, are, are part of what we're really talking about. Now, we're not dealing with people that are necessarily in the battlefield uh, most of the time, sometimes, but, but most of the time, that's not the case. Uh, most of the time, we're just dealing with people that are trying to secure their systems. But having the ability to do the necessary analysis so they can prioritize what is most important as opposed to just treating everything as the same. Right. So let's let's take it two steps. Let's take two steps back then and let's discuss specifically confidentiality, integrity, and availability, what they are, why why these are the concepts that we use with regards to how to implement sound cybersecurity practices, right? So confidentiality, right? 
and again, if I ask you what confidentiality is, it might be slightly different than what I that what I think confidentiality is, just specifically based on what your what your role is in uh in in the security for an organization or for a system, or if you are just a general user. But generally, confidentiality, that concept uh, of the CIA triad, speaks specifically to uh, who has access to the data and the services of or resources really of the system. Uh, yeah, are they are they authentic? Definition, right? Yeah. And so well, no, now, now you're getting into methodology, though. I mean, uh, there's right. no so, methodology and objective. So again, methodology objective, very, very different things that even breaks down further into what confidentiality is. But just from a, from a, from a, from a high, from a high level, right? Do the people who are authorized to have access to this information, uh, are, are they, are they authorized to have access to this? Then we look at integrity. Integrity is do, uh, are authorized individuals are only authorized individuals, uh, being able to make modifications to this information. I think, I think integrity is broader than that. In, integrity, we're talking about literally, is it what it is? Um, and not just, not just in, in terms of user interaction, just is it authentic? Is it what it is? Uh, and how certain are we that it is what it is? Yeah, and, and authenticity, that's a, good, that's a good word to use. That's, I think that's good. That's a good term to, to associate with integrity, right? How authentic is the data that I'm looking at or that I'm retrieving? Um, so, so there's the concept of integrity and then availability, just as you mentioned before, right? Uh, it's, it's who had, or uh, the, the ability to access the resources, uh, and data of, of the system. Now, when we talk about, Hey, what is cybersecurity? Someone can say, well, it's the, it's the implementation of policies and practices and technology and so on and so forth, so forth, all those buzzwords to protect confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Okay, in general, sure, but then you have, like you mentioned, the methodology aspect of it. So, how do you? What do we talk? What are we really talking about here? It's so much deeper and complex than that, right? When we talk about confidentiality, how do we ensure proper confidentiality uh, within a within an organization within a system? And and that's why the one approach, at least the, the approach I've always used, is to look at it with. Uh, like a three-legged stool. Uh, there is one aspect of it that is purely technologically oriented because we're talking about cybersecurity. We're not just talking about general security. So uh, you protect technology with technology. So there has to be a technological component uh, to this three-legged stool. That's one of the legs. But the other leg is, another leg is um, the processes in the way you utilize and align the technology to the assets that you're trying to protect. Uh, so while you may have great technology, if you don't have proper processes to utilize it and to uh, properly align it to your objectives, it's not going to be, be of any use to you. So you can't just buy something and say, hey, I bought this state-of-the-art thing and now I should be safe, right? Wrong. The processes make it safe. And then you got the third leg. And this is, a, this is a, the doozy, the human component. So without the right people, with the right knowledge, without the right processes, uh, that actually utilize the people in the technology. And without the right technology, you have no real uh, approach that's going to be comprehensive enough to give you the protection and ultimately achieve your security objectives uh, the way you want. You're not going to have it. 
I think the human factor is something that we absolutely is. That's an episode in and of itself is to discuss. Yeah. Because we'll talk about, we'll, that. we'll definitely get, get deep into that. The thing that I think is extremely, uh, that's very, very interesting though, that you mentioned, we'll take it back to grandma's computer or grandma's laptop, right? If you, if you implement the, in the, uh, the improper technology, if you, use the, if you use incorrect processor, no processes at all to determine how you should actually implement that, that, uh, that solution, it's going to be either extremely costly, uh, and a waste of time and resources and money, or it's going to be wrong. It's going to be, uh, an incomplete, uh, solution. Um, looking at in a macro view with, uh, organizations, uh, and, you know, uh, information security uh, professionals, you know, developing these cyber strategies it, without addressing or understanding those three, the, the, you know, the, the three stool or the, the three pegs of the stool, right? In the three legs of the stool, it, you have a lot of gaps in security, um, which is why we see, you know, data breaches continually, you know, coming up. If you can always point back to one of those, one of those legs of, of the stool as being somewhat in, uh, insufficient. Um, oftentimes, Always. It, you know, I think that one of the issues with the cybersecurity as a concept, just the broad awareness of cybersecurity is that uh, there's a shiny piece of technology or hardware, uh, of hardware or software, something, some shiny new thing that's gonna make everything go away, all the bad man go away, yeah. right? Yeah, and that misconception. Fantasy uh, widget. Right, yeah. It's 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 the idea that I don't understand the fundamental of cybersecurity. I don't understand confidentiality, integrity, availability as a concept. I don't understand technology, processes, and the human factor all go to making a sound and sturdy foundation um, for uh, to be secure, uh, or at least to reach a level of security that we're, uh, we're comfortable with, right? Because Secure, being secure is an abstract concept. I don't think we'll ever, there's never a point where you're 100% secure. But that, but that misconception, I think, is, is a, a leading cause of why uh, we continually see in the headlines, week after week after week, you know, a new data breach or another set of consumer uh, information is be, you know, uh, being breached uh, or hospitals but, being held at ransom. You know? Right. And, and one of the core problems, though, is the fact that, People look at uh, security retrospectively after the fact, instead of engineering and architecting it into, uh, uh, it into the way you make your systems work in the first place. I mean, a perfect case in point, we're, we're gonna talk about this on a later episode, but BYOD, bring your own device. You know, to a lot of security professionals, that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Um, but I actually have a quite contrarian view on it because if you architect your system to work with BYOD, that means you actually don't trust any endpoint, which means that you probably have a more secure architecture to be, begin with. Because if you, if you can securely implement BYOD, uh, you're, you're implementing some level of zero trust architecture, uh, which is another uh, episode we're going to do in the future, talking about zero trust. But the idea is, is it's all about how you approach it. If you approach it with proper risk tolerance and uh, cost benefit analysis and engineering and a thoughtful analysis of right-sizing the security to the actual risks that you're trying to protect against, then, you know, it's, it's not necessarily as hard as people make it out. Yeah, it, just, it just goes back to, to, to what you said earlier. So what? That you have to ask that question. You've got to be able to say, 
okay, so what? So what if, you know, this happens? What happens after that? What are, what are the next actions? How has this affected me or my, my system? My, how do I do my job, right? If this yeah. happens. But you have to look at that perspective. You have to look at that mm -hmm. ahead of time. Right. And you have uh, to, we can't wait until after Exactly, that. exactly. And I think that there has been a, um, and, and it seems to be extremely prevalent in cybersecurity just as an industry as a whole, where you, you we're going to have another episode about this as well, but you, you always have uh, cybersecurity and operations as a, uh, they always hit a roadblock, but rarely can they integrate. And you always have operations taking the priority over cybersecurity. So in fact, the, the way that these things are built uh, with regards to like uh, networks or devices or systems is oftentimes you have to find, you have to have uh, uh, an insider threat event or some other kind of, of uh, cyber attack occur before you can then go back and figure out what the problem was. Uh, and that in large part is due to a lack of forward thinking or a lack of, uh, and not even a lack of forward thinking, but it's the, con the concept that thinking ahead is either not required or it's, or it's, it's a exercise in futility, right? When yeah. and that, that really is going to be something we're going to have to talk about on a later episode, because uh, this whole schism that exists between cybersecurity governance and cybersecurity implementation is a massive, it's, it's not just a schism, it's a canyon. I mean, there is a gulf in between uh, those two factions. And the sad thing about it is uh, a lot of folks on the implementation side, you know, look at the governance people as idiots. And a lot of people on the governance side, they don't look at the um, implementation guys necessarily as idiots, but they look at them as, you know, uh, they're just the, uh, uh, the go-do-its. <laughs> not not actually having any feedback into into that loop. And sadly, sad, I think it's one of the greatest tragedies of um, the way this business has matured is uh, there are people that literally have just grown up throughout their career and only done governance and people on the technology side that have only done technology. So their blind spots and their ignorance about the other side is just, it's, it's blinding and very, very damning. Very good. And not to get too too uh, far ahead of ourselves, and you know what we'll talk about, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. But you know, I think that's where, uh, it, you know, our experiences uh, in in this industry differ from from quite a few people. Um, and and why that point of view is actually, I think, very valuable, um, because it is it's so unique. Uh, getting getting both sides, and and that is that so. That take that reminds me it, of a it's story. Just really crazy. <laughs> that reminds me of a story of, of, of oh, a client. Sorry? Well, it reminds me of of a of a, of a client uh, that I had. Um, I was performing, you know, a risk risk assessment uh, for them for their network, and came back with some of the the results um, and pointed out to them some of the the, the major um, risks that they that they had, um, and and some of these uh, and and really like depicting the the threat landscape for them. And they looked at me like I had like, you know, throat, you know, I pop smoked and I was like, you know, calling, you know, their, their CEO and saying, Hey, we have all these major problems and blah, 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 blah. It with, without listening to the fact that no, this is a risk assessment. Like you're always going to have risk. They thought, well, I thought we were going to be green. I thought we were going to be good to perfect. go. We were going to be perfect. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it, and to me, I was like, no, 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 you're misunderstanding the whole point of what you've asked me to do like you know they did it because of a this is another thing we'll get into 
they did it simply to just maintain compliance with the their greater with their uh, organization, but they had misconstrued what they had actually what they were supposed to do. Um, they thought yeah. I was doing an inspection, which is not at all the case. Yeah. And and that goes back yeah. to that goes back to this fundamental concept of the culture understanding right, not yeah of, of it's a cultural issue right but understanding that major difference between you know what is uh, how what is cybersecurity and how do I go about addressing the needs of cybersecurity right it's it's also crazy you know we'll get into this there's an episode we're gonna have uh, we'll call it the Putin effect. <laughs> Because <laughs> as, as we know, as we know, uh, it's been reported in the news right now that, that, that Vladimir Putin had no idea what was going on on the ground because his generals were scared to bring him bad news. Uh, but that's a that's a thing we see a lot, where people are so scared to report up bad news that the uh, leaders have to constantly accept risk that they have no idea that they're accepting. So we'll talk about that in a, in a and, and that's just another but I, that's I, a spoke I, off the wheel of uh, yeah. the human factor when we talk about all this stuff, right? I mean, like humanity, yeah, no, no yeah, doubt. We, you know, human beings are. But, but getting back to your point, yeah. But getting, getting back to your point uh, a moment ago about backgrounds, it's, it's really it's really funny when I look at myself. You know, I started off as a programmer back in the eighties. You know, and when I when I moved into cybersecurity, uh, I, I did did an assessment on on an organization, and I started basically picking apart their code, and they had no idea that a cybersecurity guy could be a programmer and would pick apart their code uh, and show them you know, the security uh, uh, content and the lack of defensive coding. And it just blew their minds. And, and they were like, we've never seen this before. That's, that's something other people do. You know, that's not part of cybersecurity. That was the perception, at least the, the response that I, that I saw. So th that schism, when we get to that, uh, that episode, uh, I, think, I think our audience will really enjoy it because uh, it's really going to pick apart some of the flaws yeah. in the way uh, folks are approaching it and, and, the, and the better uh, better approach for just bringing this world together and have a comprehensive security strategy. Yeah, and, and I do think that that overall, just that that concept of like being multifaceted in the cybersecurity industry, uh, being multi, having multiple talents, multiple knowledge is key. But what, but it's not something I, and you could, we could, we'll talk about this later, but I, I necessarily, I don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't advocate that a cybersecurity professional be have have expertise in every single um, facet of cybersecurity. What's uh, and whether because it's, it's impossible for an individual to exactly. have expertise in every. Modality. But it's extremely important that at the the highest levels of an organization, uh, at the highest levels of a company, a corporation, uh, or you know a, a, a government uh, government entity, that there has to be bridges between those gaps. Whether you know. We could start naming job, job, jobs and job roles within uh, the cybersecurity industry. We could go on for another hour and a half, right? I mean, but you know, whether you're yeah, doing like yeah, exactly. bug bounty or you're doing like security programming or you're you're doing any uh, any type of red teaming uh, or you're doing blue teaming or you're drafting policies, you know, governance, uh, whatever it is, to be ignorant of the other uh, the other aspects of cybersecurity is a large part of what the problem is but cybersecurity as a whole right is what it's nebulous it's complex sure but you you got to be able to break it down no matter what where you're what point of view you're coming from whether you're you know yeah. you have to be able to break Ultimately, it down to some basic basic concepts yeah you you're hitting on you're hitting onto a key thing i mean we have to have knowledge networks as comprehensive as our technical networks we have to have human 
uh, networks and teams. You know, uh, I, I think one point you mentioned uh, just a moment ago is you're not you're never going to have one guy that knows everything, but you need to have cybersecurity professionals that match up with and that can then go behind and analyze for every different modality, which means you got to have more comprehensive teams. And if that's the case, you know, and this is what we'll talk about, the the value of managed services for cybersecurity over trying to do it all in-house. Uh, the idea of spending, you know, 80% of your IT budget on cybersecurity isn't necessarily logical, but at the same time, if you want comprehensive solutions, you might need to get the equivalent level of services. And for that, going out to some sort of managed, managed uh, service Maybe your only way of doing it. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Teamwork, and teamwork makes the dream work. So much, so much coming down the pipe. So much it's, coming it's, down. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. We haven't even talked about social engineering. <laughs> that well, we I think we're going to have, have an top. entire episode on social engineering just because that that is a fascinating a, a entire series. I mean, of episodes. It's, you can't have Not one episode, one. of course. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're going to call it today, folks. Check out the show's notes uh, for all the references used in today's episode. Uh, also, if you like this episode and want to help the podcast out, like, subscribe, comment, or engage with the podcast in whatever way the platform you're listening to us provides. Uh, I'm Andrew Valencia. And I'm Michael Hill. And stay safe, be secure, be sure. We'll see you next time. All right, take care. All right.